Hello and greetings from the Astrology Chalet in Rosendale, New York. I'm Eric Francis Compolino here with a video edition of StarCast. Uh, I'm here doing the video readings for Somewhere in Between. I am most of the way through. Uh, this is uh, the, the second leg of a duathlon. The first leg of the duathlon was uh, writing a 70,000 word book in six weeks. And then um, I took a few days uh, to catch my breath and then uh, moved uh, moved my cinematic, high, highly sophisticated uh, cinematic operation uh, to a little cottage where I could uh, work in some relative peace and quiet. And um, so I thought I would do StarCast as a video today. I know many of you watch on YouTube. We'll also be posting uh, the, uh, the audio and the video will appear at starcast.fm right on top of the feed. Anyway, hi, good morning. It is uh, it is Thursday. The what day? It's uh, th Thursday the what? The 18th. My my. Uh, the uh, the 18th of uh, J January uh, 2024. Uh, I hope I don't look uh, too bedraggled. I haven't I haven't gone through hair and makeup yet uh, for uh, for today's readings. Uh, I want to just come to, come to you today with a short uh, look look at the astrology of the coming days. We're, we're, we're rapidly entering the first peak of uh, 2024 astrology. That, of course, involves Pluto's ingress into Aquarius. And uh, uh, before, I, before I go there, I just want to start with where everything is at right now uh, on uh, mid-afternoon on Thursday, ahead of publication, uh, and by the way, the written uh, the, the written portion of uh, Planet Waves this week is uh, going to be a selection of mostly Sedna excerpts, Sedna excerpts from somewhere in between. And if you are a Substack subscriber, I will be catching up with you soon. So, but th thank you. And I've just been got got so much going on here. But anyway astrology uh, so at the moment uh, as of uh, 1 44 p.m. in the in the eastern United States northern hemisphere uh, I'm looking at a chart with Gemini rising uh, that'll that'll be over in a couple of hours but that's the chart that I'm reading and um, the moon is in Taurus that's the that's the bouncing ball right now is the moon's in Taurus and the moon is about to make a conjunction to Jupiter in Taurus. Uh, all of that Moon-Jupiter conjunction in Taurus is playing off of a group of planets in early Capricorn, uh, and that there there are now uh, how, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, pardon, uh, pardon me, I, I may be about to sneeze. I don't think I've ever done that on on video before. Uh, so the, uh, the the group that you can see in most charts is uh, the the conjunction of uh, Mercury and Mars. In uh, early early Capricorn, really, we're looking at the first first decanate, first ten degrees. Tucked in between Mercury and Mars is the second centaur, Pholus. Uh, second centaur, Pholus, is uh, not an asteroid. It's in the group with Chiron, Chiron, Nessus, Pholus, and a bunch of others. Aspolus, Cariclo. Uh, they they make a kind of unusual special set of energies, all of which are dedicated to some form of healing. Uh, resolution or whole making, some form of, uh, of of completion, and um, they all depend upon a kind of um, att extreme attentiveness to something that may have gone wrong, that then becomes a, a focal point and a, a source of um, 
in internal authority and um, you, you know some usable skill talent or power in the world so in addition this is this is one of the parts of the zodiac that I've been saying please send me uh, your feedback uh, in terms of what this is what we think what you think uh, this is saying about ancestral experiences uh, the, the, whatever those mean whatever that term means to you it's the term it's the theme that uh, comes up again over and over again with this group of planets in early Capricorn and the group includes as I mentioned Mercury Pholus and Mars that's a very high energy uh, combination and Mercury is going to be applying to Pholus and Mars after its recent retrograde clearing uh, clearing shadow phase and moving on uh, over the weekend basically uh, and then there's also Quaor or Quayar I'm not sure how to quite pronounce that that's the, that that is a um, uh, a, a planet that is about the origins of the tribe. Uh, Pholus, Pholus takes us back uh, to our great-grandparents generation, but Quayar takes us back all the way to the origins of the tribe. That's two ancestral uh, qualities. Uh, the third point in there is Ixion. That's the earliest one in, in Capricorn. Ixion, kind of a bad boy. Uh, I I Ixion is kind of like the... Um, dark streak running through all of this and Ixion's main property is that he is the squanderer of second chances and then finally there's a, a trans-Neptunian point not object a point a hypothetical a theoretical called Cupido Cupido is uh, mixed mixed right in there and that is about the gathering so it's about families and any anything that draws people together and anything that is um generally about good times uh, and and so this this is a quite a concentration of points in early Capricorn and through the day today and into uh, tomorrow into uh, tomorrow um, the moon will be trying all of those uh, Jupiter also trying all of them and so there's a, a lot of emphasis on uh, on on the early earth signs as uh, as we get ready for one of the big five events of uh, 2024 which is Pluto entering Aquarius I think for the second and um, in, my, in my view the the deepest uh, deepest time this is the ingress of Pluto into Aquarius uh, there's a there's one encore of Pluto and Capricorn lasts about 10 weeks in northern hemisphere autumn uh, that notably embraces the election of 2024 uh, so uh, you know we 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 will be in some form of expect the unexpected territory that will be then this is now and now Pluto is making its ingress into uh, into Aquarius and th this is an interesting ingress um, I, I am I'm spending a lot of time with 2024 charts I think more than any other year and every year that goes by uh, I know I know a little more astrology and um, with, with the, the annual edition project I, I have a habit of kind of going back to the beginning and breaking out the books and uh, and kind of relearning astrology in a in a in a, in a new way it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, Hahnemann said that homeopaths should read the organon every year for the first 20 years of their career and then every five years after it so I don't, I don't read the organon every year but what I do is I reread all of the astrology of the year 
very concentrated at the end of the previous year, beginning of the next year, and then once again go through it so that by the time I'm getting to your weekly horoscope out in uh, May or June or November or whatever it is, uh, it's, it's already about the fourth or fifth time that I've been through the astrology. So hopefully I either know what I'm talking about or can make up a, a good story. So but one of my observations, F, thank you for enduring that uh, little infomercial. Now, the uh, one of the qualities of 2024 is it's kind of the year of the arc minute. What's an arc minute? It's 1 60th of a degree. Things are happening very close this year. It's, it is like everything's moving with precision. You, you might think that it was planned that way, but even engineers aren't as precise as the synchronous movement of the planets. And the, and the thing that I noticed today was somehow I, I've cast similar charts quite a bit is that the rewind one sentence the sun and pluto enter aquarius at approximately the same time uh on saturday um but they they make their conjunction in the last arc minute of capricorn i, I don't have the chart print i don't have a printer here but the conjunction of the sun and pluto that alignment, that exact conjunction, takes place on the 20th at 9.45 uh, uh, 940, a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Sorry. Well, this says I must not have switched this computer back. So it's going to be 8.45 Eastern Standard Time in the morning. And they, they are uh, exactly conjunct one arc minute from Aquarius, one sixtieth of one degree for Aquarius. Even the moon thinks this is funny. The moon trines this at 29 degrees 54 arc minutes, just six arc minutes away, one tenth of one degree out out for, uh, of the end, the end of uh, the the end of Taurus. And uh, for those of you who've read the Scorpio reading, uh, the main metaphor that I use is walking along this very narrow ledge. And so this is one of those things that gives the feeling of walking along a very narrow ledge. The moon, the, the sun and Pluto form a, uh, a conjunction one sixtieth of one degree away from Aquarius. And then the moon trines that a mere six sixtieths, one tenth of a degree away from Gemini, right at the end of the earth signs. So there's some metaphor of completion, some metaphor of uh, working the edge and making this some kind of a conscious transition. Uh, that that is uh, that that may be asking a lot in in these times. I am noticing how stressful these couple of weeks have been for people, as Pluto makes its way through the last degree of Aquarius, that anoretic degree where everything seems to just kind of go up and uh, go up and smoke, and everything is just a little bit edgy. And there's that sense of transition and that sense of moving into a moment that uh, that, that cannot be undone. And I think uh, is vitally important to proceed with caution right now, because there are things uh, that you may do in this time that can cannot be, be undone uh, or not be undone easily, uh, b barring serious spiritual intervention uh, and uh, d you know deep introspection and trust in the human condition, all of which are. Uh, rather delicate. Uh, so that, that that's a spectacular conjunction. And there's, it, again, one arc minute away from Aquarius, then the sun moves in, and then about 12 hours later, Pluto moves in. All of that happens on Saturday the 20th. And so we have this emphasis when Pluto enters 
um, when Pluto enters Aquarius, it's being accompanied by the sun. By the way, in the third ingress of Pluto into Aquarius, the first one was back in 20, uh, back in uh, 2023. In the third ingress, Pluto enters Aquarius on November 19th with the asteroid Child, and that is my uh, th that that is the basis of my discussion of uh, we we are not thinking about the impact of all the things that we are doing in in digital technology on children and what this is m making uh, children into. It's um, uh, it is a a topic that absolutely needs to be brought to the front of the conversation. What does it mean to hand a kid an iPad? Hmm. Uh, that's that 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 is a really serious question. I think not enough people are uh, are asking it. Uh, in other news, Venus is conjunct the galactic center. We all know how much I love the galactic center. That Sagittarius A star, the supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy. Uh, the pin and the pinwheel, uh, but apparently not providing enough mass to hold the galaxy together, hence theories like dark energy and dark matter. But in any event, Venus is conjunct the galactic center, uh, basically from now clear through the ingress of the sun and Pluto into Aquarius and, uh, and, 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 and into Sunday, and finally it will... Uh, separate from the galactic center and move on. What does that mean? Well, I, I am fond of when uh, particularly inner planets are conjunct the galactic center because what it does is it provides a kind of a uh, focusing and materializing quality to the very etheric, esoteric, uh, difficult to grasp quality that the galactic center has. Uh, the, the galactic center is like the insight that you forget but I, I think of it as being the homing signal. And now we're going to have Venus lining up with the homing signal um, of, um, of, of, the, of the galactic center. So when you go out early in the morning and you see, uh, well, there, there are going to be three stars visible pretty much from anywhere on Earth early in the morning. And the highest one is going to be Venus. And the, and the next highest one is going to be Mercury, and the one that uh, then the, then the one that comes up after that is going to be Mars, and then about an hour later, hmm, no, one hour and forty-five minutes later, the sun is is going to rise. So it, it I think will be worth getting up at. Let's let's um, this 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 time should work around the world, and we'll we'll end on this note. Uh, speed using the uh, the late great uh, IO Sprite. And um, it's not really, uh, you're not really going to need to get up that, that early. Um, if you, if you want to see Venus in the night sky, you've, uh, you've got to be outside at about 7 o'clock in the morning. And, um, and, and uh, even a little later, it's going to be on the, uh, the, the eastern horizon. And then right approximately below that, uh, toward, toward the Earth, toward the horizon, will be Mercury, and you may even get a glimpse of Mars. Uh, Venus and Mercury will be much brighter than Mars. Mars has that distinctive uh, red hue to it. So uh, a beautiful moment for stargazing, though it is in the morning, but that, that's, that's sometimes when you've got to go stargazing. And, and here we are, uh, ready to proceed into the experience of, 
of Pluto in Aquarius. Uh, and uh, I, I will have more to say about that on Planet Waves FM. Uh, the program will probably run late this week. Uh, I'm not going to wrap up the somewhere in between readings. As far as I can tell, till sometime Saturday. So the program will probably go up on Saturday night at planetwaves.fm or uh, on, the, on the Planet Waves FM substack at planetwaves.org. Planetwaves.org. All right, signing off from the Astrology Chalet here in Rosendale, New York. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a viewer, a reader, a listener, a customer, uh, someone who engages in any way with Planet Waves. Thank you for your business and your trust. Lots of love and bye for now.